I am here with Catherine DeLands of The Advocates. If you've been listening to ESPN Radio, you're familiar and you know if you've been in an accident, The Advocates can surely help you. There's a lot of people out there that don't slow down for road conditions that are driving recklessly or carelessly, and we want to protect the people that have been injured because of those drivers' actions. You deserve an advocate. The advocates will deal with the insurance company and defer medical bills, so all you need to do is rest and get better. The advocates will handle the overwhelming legal stress of your accident because you didn't deserve to be in an accident. Chat directly with a local attorney online at MontanaAdvocates.com. It's new on is now on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Well, watch house for you. Formerly known as Mandolin Orange. They're just such great musicians. It was great seeing them and the Punch Brothers and everybody else out there at the Kettle House Amphitheater. Welcome back. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. We're not on SWX at the current moment because the University of Montana softball team taking on University of Providence. The Grizz lead 5-0 in the second game of a doubleheader. Montana won the opening game as well. So um, that time of year. We'll have some live stuff on the telly during the weekdays, but uh, most of the time on SWX Montana Television. Fun first hour, a ton of different subjects, but all uh, basketball-related. We started out with the news of Josh Bannon, the all-big sky power forward for the Montana Grizzlies, foregoing his senior year. He is headed back to Australia. He's got a professional contract in place, so he is uh, moving on to pursue his professional dreams. We talked a little bit about what it means for Bannon, also what it means for the Grizz. We also heard from Lane Glouse, old friend of mine and the head coach of the Manhattan Christian boys basketball team. He led the Eagles to their second straight Class C boys basketball title a couple weeks ago there in Billings. We also gave away our vertical raise, boys and girls, AA and A basketball players of the year. Analysis on all four winners, including Connor Dick of Missoula Hellgate, the AA boys player of the year, Royce Robinson, the Class A Boys Player of the Year. Elena Miller, the Class A Girls Player of the Year out of Haver High School. Royce Robinson out of Fergus County High School, by the way, Lewistown, Montana. And uh, then the Class AA Girls Player of the Year, Alex Coville. Pete Hamill from Vertical Rays, the presenting sponsor of our Players of the Year, was in studio with me to break down uh, all of our choices. And then we also went through our Treasure State Stars for the Week, some of the best individual performances from around the state of Montana. All of it on the Nuanas Now podcast, proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications. Visit goblackfoot.com to see how Blackfoot can help you and your small business. It's also presented by the M Store, where they're all grizz all the time, and the Montana State Bookstore, your best place to get blue and gold on game day or any other day when you're on the University of uh, Montana State University's campus. Appreciate the M Store, the MSU Bookstore, for being proud sponsors of the uh, Nuanas Now podcast. Melly Michaels out on the diamond. Are you a little bit there with the Grizzle controversy there down at the Grizz softball complex? So we'll keep you up to date. But right now, Montana cruising up 5 nothing uh, over Providence. Before the month's over, it's almost, uh, it's almost the end of March, which means a couple things. First of all, opening day for Major League Baseball is on Thursday. I know that's to the great delight of a very many... Uh, number of you listeners and also our production team, uh, Jeff and Andrew, very excited for baseball as well. So in just a minute, we're going to hear from Sean Rainey, SWX Montana Sports Director. Back for the third year, we have our division-by-division breakdowns. We'll talk about the American League West and the National League West here uh, in just a minute. But the other thing that's winding down, uh, we only got about, I guess, less than a week now, about six days until we have 
the completion of the NCAA uh, men's basketball tournament. That means you got six days to keep using that ESPN promo code, courtesy of Uptop Clothing. Uptop Clothing, one of the presenting sponsors of our ESPN MT Bracket Challenge, and they've also been offering a $5 discount on all purchases online at teamuptop.com. All you got to do is use the promo code ESPN5 uh, at checkout. That's going to get you 5 bucks off all of your purchases. So visit teamuptop.com and uh, throw in ESPN5 at checkout for 5 bucks off all of your merchandise that you might purchase there uh, from Uptop Clothing. Uptop Clothing reminding you to take a step back and enjoy the moment. Back by popular demand. I think this is like year three of us doing this. Division by division previews coming at you because Thursday, opening day. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to go through all six divisions in Major League Baseball. Each day, this will be like a three-day series. We'll do the West, the Central, the East. AL, NL, each day. Uh, so we'll start out West. Sean Rainey, SWX Montana Television, joining us here uh, on Nuanas Now. First of all, before we get to any of the baseball stuff, you're San Diego guy. You must be jacked up. SDSU in the Final Four for the first time ever. Dude, this has been a wild tournament. And, uh, yeah, man, it has been uh, incredible. I would never thought that on opening day uh, week here that I'd be <laughs> excited about the, the Padres and the Aztecs uh, still playing. It's been, a, it's been a wild tournament. It's kind of funny, like, the sentiment of, like, you know, some people – kind of embrace all the upsets and like the random schools. Others would kind of rather see the blue blood, you know, matchups or the top seed matchups at this point in the tournament. But, hey, I'm going to take it and I'm going to enjoy it because, yeah, this has never happened. That's the funniest part to me about the San Diego State phenomenon. Florida Atlantic's one of, like, a million schools in Florida, and, like, it's a directional school, so you're like, oh, where's that, whatever. Everybody knows Miami because of football. Everybody knows UConn they've been great in basketball for the last 25 years. But it's funny because us that sit here in Montana and us out west, we think, well, San Diego State, it's a huge university. Like, they're great in football, and the Mountain West is a great conference. And then, like, the national perspective, people are like, why is there a Mountain West team in the Final Four? How did this happen? It's just so funny because in Montana, we think, oh, SDSU, that's, like, big time. And the rest of the nation's like, this upstart San Diego State team. It's like, if you've ever been to the campus, you understand why they're good in sports. I mean, it's like one of the coolest campuses in the country. But it still makes it kind of crazy. I mean, because a Mountain West team had never even made the Elite Eight. No, for sure. Ever. For sure. And there's been a lot of good teams out of the Mountain West. I mean, there's there's a lot of good programs. But the fact that they had never made even the Elite Eight is pretty wild. No, for sure. Uh, uh, Sort of young league, that's part of it. But, yeah, no, it definitely makes sense. Uh, Let's start out West. Let's start uh, with the American League West. And... uh, that's the home of the defending World Series champions, the Houston Astros, who beat Philadelphia in the World Series last year. Um, so just just give me the, the three most interesting things in this division. It has to be, first and foremost, that uh, the World Series champion resides here, right? Okay, so I got a name for every single division Let's for you, all right? So the AL West, I'm calling it the Division of Disappointment, okay? <laughs> and that is... And that is becoming World Series champion. No, because you always got the Astros, and they've been dominating this division. And then after that, it's just been disappointment after disappointment. Obviously, the Mariners made the playoffs last year for the first time ever. So they kind of snapped that disappointment streak. They'd always tease their fans about making it and then, you know, faltered. But they still have that that taste in their mouth over recent history. Um, And then you got the the Angels and the Rangers, who it seems like every single year, especially with the Angels – you got Trout, you got Otani, like, and they never ever live up to the hype. Yeah, 
the Rangers now have made all these moves in the offseason, bringing in Jacob DeGrom. They brought in, you know, over the last couple of years, Corey Seager, Marcus Simeon. They got, they're start, they're spending a bunch of money, and they have done nothing uh, but disappoint. And then don't even get me started on the Oakland A's. That Their whole <laughs> franchise is a disappointment and uh, pathetic. So, to me, uh, we're going with the division of disappointments, um, and the Astros just been uh, ruling the division. The uh, I can't believe that how far the A's have fallen. Like the A's were oh, one of the premier organizations in baseball for forever. I mean, the seventies, the eighties, all the way through the Moneyball era, and then the, now it's like yeah. fourteen fans go to their games. I can't believe that that has happened. Well, it's like I, I'm fine with if you're going to go no salary cap, that's fine. But sure. there needs to be like some sort of floor. Salary like it's just floor, right. it is it's just pathetic. Like, like they're it, paying their whole team the price of a player. Yes, yeah, like point, I right? don't I don't understand. I just I feel so bad for fans of the some of these franchises because hey, as a Padres fan, I used to be one of those franchises <laughs> right. like not that long ago. Um, and now that when you have a team that spends money, it's incredible. So it, it sucks for the fans. I know that I think they're trying to move and all this nonsense. But yeah, it, it's tough. But this is going to be an exciting uh, division this year. Obviously, you got the Astros. Yeah. But they lost Justin Verlander. Yep. Jose Altuve's out for a couple months. Uh, got hit by a pitch in the WBC. Um, they still obviously have a ton of talent, and I think you you know they got to be favored to win the division. But man, the Mariners, the Mariners are going to be. They're going to be very good. Um, I am a lot higher on their starting rotation than a lot of people are. I mean, they got Luis Castillo, Logan Gilbert, George Kirby, Robbie Ray looks like he's kind of returning back to form. Um, So they got four really good pitchers. And then, obviously, Julio Rodriguez might be one of the favorites to win the American League. For sure. Uh, MVP. MVP. He's he's really, really good. On the cover of Sports Illustrated that just dropped in my mailbox. Yeah, just a super young, exciting player. Brought in uh, Teoscar Hernandez, a guy who's uh, shown some pop, because that's what they they kind of needed. They needed yeah. you know more hitting. Uh, I think Colton Wong was kind of a sneaky good addition. Um, so they're going to be fun. And then again, on paper, the Angels. I think the Angels might be fun, and they could be pretty good if Trout can stay healthy. Um, you know, they got Rendon. Uh, they got a bunch of guys that have the potential uh, to be good. And I think that their their starting rotation is kind of sneaky with. Uh, they got Patrick Sandoval, who was awesome in the World Baseball Classic. Reed Detmers, Otani, Tyler Anderson had a good le- uh, year last year with the Dodgers. So the Angels, their bullpen is a little little sketchy, um, but they could be good. And the Rangers um, could be competitive as well. So I think that this is going to be um, kind of a race for second place in the division. And then if everything clicks, especially for, I think, for the Mariners, because their bullpen... Um, I think that's kind of what separates them from the Angels and the Rangers. Uh, their their bullpen, uh, Los Bombaros or whatever they called it last year, <laughs> right. uh, yeah, the, the firemen. Um, they're uh, they're pretty good, and so I I think it's going to be a fun year uh, for Mariners fans. Um, hopefully, they can you know keep it close with the Astros in the division. But I think that they're definitely getting two uh, playoff teams, maybe three, two, but definitely two playoff teams out of this division. Well, now ESPN Radio, Sean Rainey joining us uh, here on your radio dial, as well as SWX Montana Television, where he is the sports director uh, for SWX. Uh, a couple more questions on the AOS before we yeah. go to the NL West. Um, the World Baseball Classic was fun to watch, and the culmination of it was Shotei Otani going against Mike Trout. Mm-hmm. It's like this awesome moment. But then it also just made me think of like all these things. Like these, these are the two best baseball players in the world, or two of the better baseball players in the world going against each other. But then they're also teammates when they go back to America. 
Why have the Angels had such a hard time being anything more than just like a 500 squad when they've had these guys? Well, they've signed like old guys past their prime yeah. who have not stayed healthy. Like Albert Pujols, that contract didn't work out. The Anthony Rendon contract hasn't worked out. Yeah, um, They bring in these guys who uh, can't stay healthy, and then their pitching, their starting pitching has just been awful. Right. Um, it hasn't... It hasn't uh, Lived up to the hype. Um, but that's why I think that this year could be a little bit different because, you know, a lot of those people, if you're into the fantasy baseball community, everyone's kind of on Reed Detmers, Patrick Sandoval is kind of like these sleeper guys. And if you can get some solid guys that could take up some innings and if Otani could stay healthy, um, I mean, what Otani's been able to do is just mind-boggling. And I think he's going to pitch a little bit more often than last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so... They've been trying to manage, obviously, kind of his innings, and he started out just pitching like only on Sundays, and one time through the rotation, and they're going six-man um, rotation. But Otani's only pitching like kind of on Sundays. But I think they said that they're going to pitch him a little bit more often, and so if that's the case, um, you know, they might need to figure out the back end of their bullpen. Um, but if the Angels are good, I mean, that's going to be good for baseball for sure. With Otani, you know, big market, biggest stars in yes. the game, absolutely. And then if they're not, it's going to be really dramatic because Otani's a free agent after this year, For sure. And I, I think he's walking, especially especially if the, they're bad. Well, especially with the the interest in bait in baseball in Japan. I mean, he is he's getting you a hundred million new fans. Yeah. If you but sign if you're him. but if you're the Angels and you're not good and, and Otani, yeah. if his camp tells you like, hey, we're not signing here, like you have to trade him. To get as many assets as you can, so that is going to be very dramatic around the trade deadline as well. So the Angels are going to be a team to watch for sure. AOS last year, the Astros won 106 games to win the division by 16 games. Mariners won 90 games to make the playoffs. Then the Angels only 73, the Rangers 68, and the A's 60. Last question on this division before we move on to the NL West: Over under 90 wins for the Mariners. 90. Ooh. They won 90 last year. Uh, I'll go. I'll go over. Uh, I'll, I don't, not by a lot. I'll say they get to ninety-two. Sure. About that. that um, but that'll get them. And, in the and, I, and I do think. Sure. I think the AL MVP is coming out of this division. Um, wow. Feel very strongly about that. Whether it's Otani, Julio Rodriguez, Jordan Alvarez, Kyle Tucker, yep. Mike Trout. Yep. There's a um, lot of players. There's a lot of studs in this division. The MVP is coming out of this division, um, and we'll see if it's not the division of disappointment by the end of the year. Sean Rady, SWX Montana Television here on Nuana's Now, our baseball preview series. We're going basically region by region. So today we're doing the West, then we'll do the Central, then we'll do the East, and uh, we'll get you all six divisions before opening day on Thursday. Uh, the West, the, Do- the NL West, that is, National League West, Dodgers won the most games uh, in Major League Baseball, one of the top 10 winning seasons ever, 111 and 51. That's a staggering number. If you're winning... More than two thirds of your games in Major League Baseball, you're you have one of the greatest regular season teams ever, and so that's the company they were in. San Diego had the most. Um, how do you say they garnered the most publicity in the offseason last year? Then they were good, but uh, they battled so many things, mostly injuries. Uh, and then on down the line, uh, San Francisco was just kind of middle of the road. Arizona, uh, not very good, and the Rockies were flat horrible. And so. Uh, where are we at this year with the uh, what, first of all? What's the name? The the NL West is the division of potential. Okay, okay. okay. Because we're t- we're talking obviously the the Padres. I mean, I'm a I am a Padres fan. Yep. But that's they've been really the talk of baseball. I mean, obviously you're you're trading for Soto. You're signing. You they tried to sign Judge. They tried to sign uh, Trey Turner, and then they signed Xander Bogarts. 
Tatis is coming back after 20 games. Um, so you're talking about a lineup of you know Tatis, Soto, Machado, Bogarts. Um, doesn't get you know any better than that in baseball. Um, but it's again, it's just potential. Like, can they put it together? You have the potential of the Dodgers to fall. They're, they lost Trey Turner, Justin Turner. They've had injuries to their starting rotation. Walker yeah. Bueller's hurt. Yeah. Uh, Clayton Kershaw is getting older. He's you can only count on about 100 innings from him now. Um, Gavin Locks uh, tore his ACL in spring training. They're kind of going with the youth movement. They didn't do any major signings. They signed you know like JD Martinez to come over and be their DH, but they're kind of going with a youth movement, and so they have the potential to take a step back. Will they in the regular season? I don't know. That's something to find out. And then I think a, a sneaky team in this division that has a lot of potential are the Arizona Diamondbacks because yeah. they have a lot of young players. Corbin Carroll's one of the favorites to win National League Rookie of the Year. They have a young core of, of pitchers, of hitters. You got some former uh, Missoula Osprey in there and sure. Thomas. And, and, like, and they've proven they could do it, right? Like That's the thing. We obviously follow the Diamondbacks farm system as much as anybody because yeah. they were affiliated with Missoula forever. But the Diamondbacks have been back in the mix multiple times without signing these crazy slam-dunk free agents. They've had the Paul Goldschmidt's of the world that they've developed in their system. Well, they have to do it that way. They have to do yeah. it that way, right. But they've proven that they can, so it doesn't surprise me at all that they're doing it again. Yeah, they got a bunch of uh, good young pitchers, and they're going to be a fun team to watch because so with the new rules, with the new pickoff rules, yep. and the stole, and the bases being bigger, everyone is is kind of assuming that stolen bases are going to go up, you know, 20%, 30%. Well, this is, might be the fastest team in baseball. Yeah. Corbin Carroll, Jake McCarthy, like they have some dudes that are the fa- – like. Carroll is like 100 percentile speed. He's like one of the, the he's, if not the fastest, one of the top three fastest players in the league. Uh, they're going to be stealing bases, running all over the place. Um, they're they're going to be a, a really fun team and a team that I think is going to leapfrog the Giants um, and finish third in the division. If you were playing video games and you could turn injuries off. Who's better, the Dodgers or the Padres? The Padres. <laughs> I mean, sent this to Riley right after this. Riley Corker, voice of the Grizz, is probably on his way to some Los Angeles Dodgers game or something. Uh, I agree with you though. Like, if I'm if I'm picking a team to be an MLB the show, I'm picking the the Padres. I mean, if you're going just best best hitters, uh, I mean, you're going you're taking Tatis and Soto. One two, and then and then <laughs> like the whole and, all and then baseball, yeah, right? and then and then Freddie Freeman uh, between those two teams. Yeah, yeah. But then I'm taking you know Machado and and and, and then Betts and then Bogarts yeah, yeah, probably right, right. in that order. Um, yeah, I mean they they have tons of talent. That's the thing though. Can they can they put it together? Um, the other thing is though, the Dodgers are so good in the regular season. Yeah, uh, they're one of these analytically driven teams that just they find ways where they bring in these scrubs and they put them in the bullpen and they have 1.5 ERAs and, yeah. and they're just studs. I think they're going to be really still really good in the regular season. Um, I think you know they're over under something like 94 and a half wins. Look, I don't think you're going to go from 111 wins to like 93. Like I just don't see them dropping 20 games difference, um, even losing, you know, Trey Turner and, and stuff like that. So I, I think they're still going to be a really good regular season team. They still have a really good farm system, and they could at any point just be like, oh, yeah, sure, we'll send our three top prospects and get some Otani or whatever they want to do. Um, so they're kind of there lurking, um, but that's why I think so much of this division just rests on 
will the Padres reach their peak? Will they not? Will the Giants kind of have a bounce back year after struggling last year? Um, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. The division of potential. Sean Rainey, SWX Montana Television. Our division preview series continues on tomorrow. We will uh, we'll roll the Eastern teams tomorrow, uh, but right here today. It's Nuanas Now on ESPN Radio. We'll be right back right after this. Bobcat fans, support both your favorite team and Montana State students. When you shop at the student and faculty-owned MSU Bookstore, your purchase lowers the price of course materials for Montana State students. Montana State is in the midst of a historic year, and the MSU Bookstore has everything you need, from jerseys to garments, t-shirts to sweatshirts. You can also find the vast selection of Bobcat gear online by visiting msubookstore.org. Help students excel and look your best in blue and gold. The MSU Bookstore is your Bobcat gear headquarters. Is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. It's Nuwana's Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, but not right now because the Grizz softball team is currently uh, in the middle of a game against the University of Providence, Montana up 5-1. You can also always find us, Coulter Nuwana's, here from the ESPN MT studio on the ESPN MT app. And you can also always stream us on 1029. Uh, ESPN.com. We uh, will have more baseball stuff for you each of the next two days. But thanks to Sean Rainey for cutting some tracks with me last night. We'll hear from Rainey again tomorrow and the next day about the uh, AL East and the NL East tomorrow and then the AL Central and the NL Central on uh, Thursday. We'll also have Jeff Safford, Andrew Houghton uh, chiming in their thoughts on opening day on Thursday as well. Uh, before we get into a little blind side here, and also Tommy Evans is going to come cause some chaos here uh, 10, 15 minutes whenever he gets back around. But uh, what did you guys think of uh, the, the the breakdowns of the Western divisions? Any, any points of contention or uh, anything to add on the AL or NL West? Well, I think Sean's right in a lot of ways that these are two of the most interesting divisions in baseball because we got a lot of teams at different points in contention, right? Like the Diamondbacks are coming up in the NL West. Mariners are doing the same in the AL West, but you got the established teams as well with the Astros, of course, in the AL, uh, the Dodgers, and to a lesser extent, the Padres in the NL West. I think these divisions are going to be super fun to watch, and I think that they're a little bit more competitive this year than they might have been in, in in previous years with the Astros and Dodgers at the top. I the other question I thought of is is it good for baseball or bad for baseball if the Mariners are actually legitimately not hair of your chinny chin chin, razor margin, backdoor into the playoffs, but if they're actually really good. The Mariners just go out and win ninety seven or ninety eight games. Is that good or bad for baseball? Because I mean it's obviously great for Seattle, but this is like this endless shtick of the Mariners losing 2-1 to one forever and ever and ever and winning 89 games and missing the playoffs. It's like, it's like a way of life in the Northwestern United States. What do you think, Saver? Is it good or bad for baseball? I think it's great if the Seattle Mariners are a good team. Seattle is a great city. Uh, the Pacific Northwest loves baseball. If you know anything about minor league baseball, you'd look at teams like the Portland Hops and the Northwest League. They get some of the craziest stuff going on. The Eugene Emeralds, another team that has a lot of support. 
They're in the Pacific Northwest, so they love their baseball up there. And, you know, they've supported that team thick and thin. Um, one of my best friends in college at the University of Oregon was a huge Mariners fan, so yeah. I kind of got the inside view of how fans just love that team. So when you have a level of support around a team and they're doing well, you got to feel good for them, and it's a great ballpark. Yeah, it is a great ballpark. They also have great young players, too. I just got the baseball preview issue for Sports Illustrated, and there's Julio Rodriguez sitting on the front. As you heard Sean Rainey say there, uh, he's got some pretty good odds on the old machine for MVP. It's always bold to bet the young guy, but then if the young guy hits, it's uh, usually a good one. So, I mean, what do you think of this Mariners team? Well, that's my thing, Coulter. If the Mariners win 97 games, it's going to be because Julio Rodriguez probably Goes is nuts, one of the best right. three yeah. players in baseball. That is good for baseball because he's got a great personality and he's got a very fan-friendly style of playing. Uh, also, it's good for the Astros to have a rival. The only way it's bad is if it, you know, knocks the Angels down to third in that division, and then they're out of the playoffs again. But I think, you know, that that Seattle team is full of not just Julio Rodriguez, but a bunch of guys who are fun to watch. I mean, the young pitchers, George yeah. Kirby, uh, Logan Gilbert, those guys are really fun to watch, even even back on offense. I mean, J.P. Crawford's not a star, but he's just a super fun player to watch with his shortstop defense, you know, I think that MLB would be well served if that team entered the national consciousness a little bit more this year. We will talk more baseball here from Sean tomorrow. We'll also have feedback from both Jeff and Andrew tomorrow, and then we'll also have Sean on uh, Thursday, and these guys will have a big baseball segment for you on Thursday as well, opening day of Major League Baseball uh, coming down the pipe. Uh, let's do some blindside. Who's asking? I'll, I'll, I'm telling, so who's asking? Andrew's off the mic. All right, so Andrew Houghton joining us here. Uh, this is a game we like to play sometimes. It's random sports questions. Last time we played this, we didn't even get to play it because I rambled so much about whatever the heck else we were talking about that uh, I, I, I don't know if Andrew has those questions left over, if they were time pertinent or not, if they're new questions. But either way, I got no idea, so uh, what do you think? Well, I didn't prepare either. I didn't prepare the last time you asked me to do this <laughs> See, either. See, that's what so, makes great talk radio, baby. That's exactly right. Uh, Coulter, I assume, did you watch the new, like, following the PGA Tour series on Netflix? Uh, I'm not quite done with it, but yes, I have. It is one of the great investments I've ever made in my life because I somehow, someway convinced my girlfriend to watch this with me, and she has immensely enjoyed it and is now like, I want to watch golf. And I'm like, great, this sounds awesome because I also want to watch golf. All the time. <laughs> this is awesome for me. Weird uh, inclination for me, somebody who doesn't ever watch golf unless it's Sunday at the majors, but yeah, yeah, totally. you do you. I mean, I'm not really into, you know, Thursday at the TPC as much as I'm into. I just want to watch the majors, but that's cool. Sure. You know, I want to watch Saturday, Sunday at the majors. It's just so fun to see the star power. And this series is so well done because it's been talking. It's given a sort of an insight into this I think that's the number one storyline in the PGA right now is how many great young players there are. And this series is sort of giving uh, some insight into a, a wide variety of those guys. Yeah, I didn't. I, that was one of my questions was what you thought of it, uh, what you thought of the production, what you thought of the stories that they're choosing uh, to tell. Uh, but the other question would be like, these series are proliferating for sure at a rapid rate. Because yeah. the reason I saw it on Netflix, because I was going to Netflix to watch the most recent series of, of the F1 series, yep. Drive to Survive. They've got one for tennis now. Mm -hmm. uh, do you think that this is a train that's going to keep on going here? Is this good for these sports? What do we think? Well, I think I think it's exceptionally good for the sports because, the, you know, I've been reading a bunch of, of NBA history. I read this Golden Days book by Jack McCollum all about the uh, 
60s and 70s Los Angeles Lakers and then the 2010s Golden State Warriors and how Jerry West is kind of the tie that binds. But a ton of stuff about the NBA in the 60s and 70s. I'm almost almost finished with this uh, Wilt Chamberlain biography I've been reading by Robert Cherry, which is very good and very informative too. But for, uh, you know, as, as much as the, re- the legends of the NBA from the 60s and 70s resonate, there's... Uh, Nowhere close to the star power, but people forget that the NBA was not on TV really in any form or fashion until the mid-1980s. I mean, you're watching tape delay at best on the NBA Finals, and there's a lot of times where there's not even really any any national broadcast of the NBA Finals uh, up until the mid-80s. But the reason that the N- NBA first caught and then surpassed Major League Baseball and the NHL to sit squarely as the number two professional sport in America was the character building? It's the it's the um, the revealing the personalities of people like Charles Barkley and Magic Johnson and Michael Jordan. And the dream team was so much a part of that too. But I think it's just inherently part of human nature. If you if you know the more you know about sp- the sport you're consuming, especially from a details perspective, the better it is. For you, I mean, you're just going to be more. You just have a bigger vested interest. That's why I'm so uh, willing and and uh, excited to have all this baseball talk, just because you guys are going to teach me all about the stuff I want to learn about, and then uh, then I'll be more engaged in it by just from knowing. But in terms of what I thought of this series, have you ever seen the documentary Icarus? I have. Yeah. So you know how they they start making this doc. For those that haven't seen this documentary, uh, they start making a documentary. Um, and, and then the whole thing basically like turns. This guy is basically experimenting with performance enhancing drugs through the lens of cycling. And then in his own personal experiment of administering the drugs to himself, That's right. he basically uncovers like one of the great, one of the most intricate doping rings in the world. And, and like the way that the doping worked with the Russian Olympic team and like all this crazy stuff. That is where people first heard about that scandal. That's right. They intended to make this documentary, and then they made this unbelievable piece of investigative journalism that they had no intention of originally making. It's amazing. Won an Oscar, by the way, and everybody should watch it. It's so, so captivating. You should absolutely watch it. But the the tie that binds there with this full swing series is the very first two episodes, I thought, oh, this is a fun series, but this is also propaganda by the PGA Tour. They're putting this out intentionally to bolster their character's and uh, demean the live guys, right? Tell the story of of the uh, you know the guys that stayed, like Rory McIlroy and Tiger Woods. But then I got to the third episode, and I'm like, oh, that's Brooks Kepka and Justin Johnson in the show. And then I'm like, oh, Ian Poulter's in the show too, and and so are all these other guys that are now on the live tour. And then I was like, oh, these guys just started making a documentary about golf and the PGA Tour. And then all of a sudden, this whole fracturing happened, and they got this whole new documentary. Because part of this series is like the internal struggle of guys like Brooks Kepka and Dustin Johnson, you know, sitting there on camera with their wives and stuff, debating these enormous contracts that the Liv has just given them. And it's crazy to see it in full time. But these guys didn't intend to necessarily make that uh, documentary, and now all of a sudden it is. It's it 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 gets even more juicy because it's it's now a documentary not only just about the best pro golfers in the world, but also like the dividing of the rosters on, into these two uh, different organizations. So, uh, yeah, good question. I, I, I've been enjoying the uh, the full swing for sure, and, and uh, I'm sure we're going to keep talking about it. Stuart is now.
ESPN Radio. Uh, maybe we'll do some more Blindside. Maybe not. Uh, Tommy Evans uh, said, oh, he's right on his way. So he'll be here in just a minute. So Tommy from the trail will swing by and uh, we'll talk about whatever he wants to talk about. The, com- the talking point around here, though, has been artificial intelligence. For better or worse, it's a part of our lives. We shall discuss on the other side. Keep it right here. A little chaos courtesy of the trail. Next, Nuwana's Now, ESPN Radio. Coulter Nuwana's coming to you through the ESPN MT studio here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company on behalf of both ESPN Missoula and Skyline Sports. Here are some of our friends from Blackfoot Communications, one of our great business partners at both entities. They've done so much for us in helping us develop so many different things at Skyline Sports. Also help bring you our ESPN Radio podcast network as well. We're here with Hannah Kreiss from Blackfoot Communications. She is a business development representative. Tell people just about your history at Blackfoot. How long have you been at Blackfoot? Yeah, I've been at Blackfoot three years now. When it comes to just uh, your actual job title, what is it that you do? I mean, what is your primary things that uh, go on in your day-to-day at Blackfoot? Yeah, so I target and work with small businesses um, and just helping them get connected to internet and phone services, just smaller grade equipment and services that they might need and not all of the bigger enterprise. What's your favorite part about your job at Blackfoot? I like connecting with people and meeting new people and going out and just having those conversations and getting to know them in the community. And how about just the organization in general? I mean, it it seems like such a great company to work for. Yeah, absolutely. It's very community-based, very family-oriented inside as well, and it's definitely very enjoyable. If you want to find out more about Blackfoot Communications in general, visit goblackfoot.com. Great website, very easy to navigate. They can help you with all sorts of things from small business development to any sort of fiber, internet, communications, anything like that. Small business networking, all of it. Visit goblackfoot.com. One, two, three. One is now on ESPN Radio. We're playing two <laughs> songs at once. We're dancing, we're singing, we're yelling. That was awesome. At, at least we're not on TV today. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, and the ESPN MT app. Coulter Nuanas coming to you through the ESPN MT studio here, uh, live from the Missoula Broadcasting Company. Missoula Broadcasting, locally owned and operated for more than 15 years, and happy to say so. No, but no greater gift has ever been given to people who watch TV than your face. On the TV. <laughs> See, most people would say it's the opposite. They turn the TV on only to listen uh, to the dulcet tones. But uh, Grizz Softball on SWX today. We'll be back on SWX, uh, I think, tomorrow. But uh, we're almost always on there. So if you ever want to tune in there. Tommy Evans in studio with me here uh, on your radio dial. If you ever change your radio dial, you're only allowed to go to a couple places, including <laughs> uh, 103.3 The Trail. Just one notch up the dial from us here yes. at 102.9. The trail is Montana's quality rock, voted by you, the voting public. Uh, what, I, 100 years in a row? I think seriously, 17 years in a row. For all 15, we've been locally owned and operated. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and we've been the favorite radio station in Missoula. So, you know, I've been sitting here begging for something on the trail for, uh, I don't know, five and a half years. But uh, I, it is my great pleasure to have guys from the trail uh, on the radio station here. So if you change the dial up about 15 minutes from now, Tommy will be uh, live there on the new show, 6 to 7, every Tuesday, probably presented by our great friends over at uh, Blackfoot Communications. Uh, what's cooking on the new show today? All kinds of uh, cool new songs, in particular this trio called Boy Genius. 
an all-female trio. Anyways, they're coming to town playing the Kettle House Amphitheater. I saw that uh, the news hit. Yeah. We're going to have a concert every night at this rate. And you know what I love about this? And I don't have an understanding of why tours are routing this way. The most unlikely pairings that I have seen thus sure, far. Sure, I know. You know, Pixies and Modest Mouse. Right. And, and there's some other ones coming down that I cannot touch on yet. But when I was told that these bands were coming and we were formulating yeah. some like promotional stuff, I thought... Am I getting pranked? Yeah. Is this really happening? So some of the matchups are really interesting. So it's a bizarre matchup uh, sort of theme on the new show tonight. Opening bands for top touring bands is sort of the theme of the uh, of the evening. I was stuck uh, somewhere in the space-time continuum or the Twilight Zone Weird. or something. Or something. Uh, I don't know how on earth... Because our good friend Alanya, who uh, we still keep up with, is great doing a great job down there at Logjam, booking all this talent to come to town. Yeah, uh, I told her years ago. I said, "Give me Counting Crows." Oh yeah, and, that's and what then, we should have led with. And then I didn't. I totally missed the announcement that they're really? coming here. I don't know how that happened, I, dude. I'm Usually that's the out. only thing that we talk about around here, like in between our stations, and and uh, I have no idea how I missed that, but I saw that today, so yeah, nice. uh, that, that's gonna be a sweet one, man. dude. I I want to be in the pit for that show for sure. You know, didn't they come here years ago? I believe they did. Uh, it, it's funny because for as uh, you know, County Crows was one of those '90s bands that had the same phenomenon happen to them. This very much same thing happened to Hootie and the Blowfish. Like they became, <laughs> they dropped two huge albums yeah. and then became like caricatures of themselves and people were making fun of them because they were just like too popular yeah, yeah. for too long. It's exactly like you and I. <laughs> but like, you know, then all of a sudden people start mocking the way that you sing and everybody's, you know, writing parody versions yeah. of Mr. Jones and whatever. <laughs> yeah, sure. All right, but yeah. August and everything after, Counting Crow's debut album, it has aged better than almost any 90s album. You can throw that thing on now and it's just, it's unbelievable, man. I, I love that album. I love a lot of Counting Crows catalog and uh, that's going to be a fun show, man. I'm yeah, excited. Me too. I love those songs. They're fantastic. So uh, last time Tommy was on the show, he talked about his uh, AI children's book. Oh, yeah. And uh, What then, was the title you gave earlier? I, I don't even Coulter know. Coulter the Cowpoke or something? <laughs> or the Cow Corraler? What was? I don't even know, dude. <laughs> Tommy asked me earlier today what I was doing with my future self, and I said I, I'm uh, I'm buying land and cows and moving off the grid because I, <laughs> I can't stand the... the the ominous future that is the world run by machines. I watched Terminator way too many times when I was a little kid. Still haven't watched that movie. Oh, I mean, it, it is a d definitively about the machines taking over the world. It's like really? what happens when the AI decides, oh, I'm smarter than the humans. We're just going to kill the humans. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, anyway, last time Tommy was on, he was talking about his book, and then he showed me all this stuff with chat GPT. Scared and, uh, the daylights out of our good friend. And now Polter, I haven't stopped way. thinking about it. I can't stop thinking about how uh, this show is going to be just a, a rendition of me someday or something. Yeah. I don't even know. It's it's wild. But so, so on that note, Coulter, and I, I sent this to you a little bit ago, AI could take our jobs tomorrow, and we, we discussed this, AI could take over radio first because they're using this, uh, this algorithm now called Deep Fake. And what you can do is emulate any voice, any sound. I mean, there is no different. It's a little robotic at times, but there's virtually no distinction between the human delivery of a given paragraph and the AI version of it. And with ChatGPT4, you feed a camera of uh, video feed into this thing. It's analyzing what it's seeing and doing. And so you could be, Nuanas now could be a full two hours of AI talking. <laughs> 
and no one would know. It's unbelievably oh, cool. Oh, man. It, it's I can't something. wait. When you can sit here and co-host with, like, Elvis Presley and Tupac, <laughs> no one's going to, like, it, it's amazing what we can do with oh, this stuff. Oh, my gosh. I, I just, I can't believe the future that we're marching toward. There are some benefits, like with all technological uh, progressions, certainly uh, some things that could become much more fluent and... Uh, much less tedious. All right, so what? So let's do this live. I'm on ChatGPT. I'm going to say, <laughs> write a short poem about Coulter, the ESPN guy. And watch how, I guess you can't see this, but here we go. With Coulter, the ESPN guy, his analyst, sharp as a knife, he brings the game to life and gives us insights that make us sigh. He knows the players inside and out, their strengths and weakness, no doubt. With his expertise and wit, he's always on top of it. From football to basketball, Coulter covers them all. And when he speaks, we listen, for his knowledge is truly risen. Oh, my gosh. Boom. Just on cue. Who needs uh, Shakespeare or James Wright or any literary brilliant person when we have the computer to tell us what great literature is? Uh, Does that go into the Library of Congress now? <laughs> I mean, what do we do with this? It's legendary. Uh, a call from a listener. The Counting Crows did, in fact, play uh, in Missoula years ago at the ballroom. I'm not... The uh, ballroom? Is that the UC ballroom that they're referring to? Or maybe there was an establishment called the ballroom? Uh, either See, way, that's cool. I was thinking that they played... Oh, what is the... It got rained out. It was a big, muddy event, and the PA system got fried with the rain out at uh, uh, Ryan Meadows? Ryan Creek Meadows. Ryan Creek Meadows. Yeah, yeah, was yeah, that yeah. was that Counting Crows? I mean, I can't Black remember. Crows, maybe. Maybe Black Crows. It was Black Crows. That's who I was thinking of yeah, this yeah, whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Black Crows have come here a couple times, actually. They rocked at the Adams Center once upon a time. Remember that one? That was fun. Uh, well, it should be fun to see all the... Uh, the show's coming down the pipe. Now, Boy Genius, that was just announced today, right? Yeah, just came down the pipes today. Cool. And the, the other thing you can do is they've launched a new chat GPT app. <laughs> and they also, and so I was actually messing around with this because they have a play-by-play -play option. And, <laughs> and one of the go. things you can do is you open up your video on your phone and say, just analyze this in real time. And it will it could theoretically then call baseball you know, uh, with whatever deep fake voice you want. You want Morgan Freeman calling the Missoula Paddleheads? That's Jeff's color guy Ta next year. Tommy, it's unbelievable. Tommy, what are we going to do if we get replaced by the AI? Okay, this is what I keep trying to explain <laughs> to you. We still have a chance, and most people don't <laughs> realize this. One. Every time you log into your email and it says, select three pictures of a, of a, of a boat in order to continue... We've all been training AI for 20 years. That's what those pictures are for. Oh, man. So we can thwart it. You ever intentionally pick the wrong things? Guess what? You still get in. Yeah. Oh, interesting. So we can start to throw the whole thing off. Mm. Pick, pick the sidewalks? Nah, I'm picking the airplanes. In the meantime, <laughs> my new AI uh, co-written book with Coulter and a uh, AI is coming out. From Professor Pi, from <laughs> Doe to Derivatives, The Life of <laughs> Professor Pi, tells the story of a man made entirely out of pizza who overcomes his lifelong fear of pineapples and takes on the world and becomes a professor of calculus at MIT. It'll be out on Amazon, all the best places. Coulter doesn't know it yet. We're going to host a live meet and greet and read some <laughs> chapters on this very show. That's the precursor to my follow-up book, Coulter the Cowpoke, as co-written with uh, AI. So get ready. Oh, it's all going down. My gosh, Tommy Evans, artificial intelligence musings and also uh, a real person over on the trail. Not for long. Yeah. <laughs>
Uh, well, thanks for swinging by and freaking me out once again, man. It's, it's a always pleasure a pleasure to, have you on. to come in here and just be a total train wreck on this <laughs> sports show. You're sitting here all day with all these stats, and then I get to come in and hit the mic and pick the songs. It's great. So thanks. You missed anything in today's show. You can find it always on the Nuanas Now podcast, proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications, the M Store, and the MSU Bookstore. Stay tuned for our uh, vertical raise. Boys and Girls Basketball Players of the Year Sports Center style. And uh, stay tuned for more Nuanas Now tomorrow. More Sean Rainey, more baseball, and maybe some surprise guests as well. We'll see you then, 4 p.m. In the meantime, have yourself a wonderful Tuesday evening and be good. This has been Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Not for long. Grizz Nation's favorite outfitter is the M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. And now the M Store has a brand new location in downtown Missoula. Come check out the new storefront located on the corner of Higgins and Broadway. The M Store in Missoula has been your Grizz gear headquarters for more than 10 years, offering some of the most original University of Montana gear you'll find anywhere in the Garden City. Next time you're downtown, swing in. Come by the M Store today and wear what the Grizz wear. Or shop online at MontanaMStore.com.